1: This is The Jesse Kelly Show.
4: It is The Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday final hour of The Jesse Kelly Show. We'll talk about this Biden working alongside the real racist comment. We'll get to some emails, talk about this COVID horrible cancer story, kids, child labor laws, all that and more is coming up this hour on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. First... Let's give a little credit where where it's due. I'm a big fan of building. This is what I mean by building. As anti-communists, yes, we have to tear apart communism wherever we find it. But we also have to be builders. It's not enough to be against something. We have to be pro something. We should be building our own things. Our own companies, our own schools, our own entertainment. We should be building monuments and statues to people we honor and respect and monuments and statues to, to communism and all the death it's caused. And those should be across the country. And look, credit where it's due, Corinne Diversity hire She's in on the whole building program.
0: November of last year, I had the opportunity to name a new lectern. So when you all see me standing behind the lectern, it yeah. is this amazing lectern that uh, the Army, the Navy, and many people put together. Yeah. So this new lectern came in in November, as I just stated. <laughs> it is now the Alice Dunnigan and Ethel Payne lectern, which were the two
5: first black women journalists that were <laughs> part of the White House press corps. The last time we had...
4: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't get over the clowns, the ridiculous idiot clowns who run this country. It's too much. It's too much. Um, Also, Joe Biden had a meeting. It was a meeting with a bunch of donors and he was trying to say Republicans are a bunch of dirty racists. But then during the whole thing, he apparently, this is a behind closed doors thing. He admitted, he's like, yeah, I worked alongside a bunch of real racists. And Joe Biden was friends with all of them. He can't help it. Oh, Joe, he just can't help it. All right, let, let's get to uh, this story out of Alabama. That's really what I wanted to get to. So there was a, a story out of Alabama, a case that Early went our way. Early in my term, I announced a major plan to provide Oh, I accidentally pressed the away. button there. There was a case in Alabama that went our way. It's essentially saying, hey, these embryos are alive. They're, they're, human, they're, they're human beings being formed. They're alive. And I'm not going to spend a long time on the intricacies of the case. I just think hearing from the other side would be beneficial to us because we, we fail to use the right language so often on the right. You know, you've heard me rant and rave about calling illegals migrants. That's a ridiculous thing. Stop calling them migrants. That's not a flock of geese. They're illegals. We talk about soft on crime DAs. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. It makes them sound like they're nice. They're really nice, just kind of naive. No, they're pro-rape. They're pro-murder DAs. Pro-rape DAs. That's what they are. They're not soft on crime, guys. When it comes to the pro-life fight, we will oftentimes find ourselves using the nicest possible language to discuss abortion lovers, the people who push the abortion industry. These people are simply pro-death. That's it. They're baby murderers. The murderers, they're pro-death. This woman, her name is Jennifer Lincoln. She's not pro-choice. It's not about women's health. This woman just likes to murder every baby she can find. Let's also
6: set the stage here in Alabama. It is already one of the most dangerous places to give birth when you think about it.
4: Oh, it should, also, it should also be noted in this little soundbite. She will lay out exactly who she thinks her real enemy is. She knows who her enemy is, to her credit.
6: Maternal mortality, infant mortality, preterm birth rates. It's also the state that has the highest rates of pregnancy criminalization. It also doesn't require sex ed, and as you've already highlighted, total abortion ban. So already a very dangerous place to want to grow a family, however Alabamas who want to. Let's
4: and- so stop for a moment. I'm actually going to start this over so we can listen to how these people describe things. She's lying through her teeth about a lot of these things. Or I should say, she's shading the truth. Here she goes again. Let's
6: also set the stage here in Alabama. It is already one of the most dangerous places to give birth when you think about
4: Most dangerous places to give birth. Already, that sounds scary, right? My gosh, it's a dangerous place to give birth. Why?
6: Maternal mortality, infant mortality, preterm birth rates.
4: It's also the maternal mortality, the baby's mortality, preterm birth rates, anybody who has any experience in the field of having babies, any, any experience in the field of maternity understands there are many, 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 many factors that come into play with having a healthy baby. Obviously, sometimes it's just not in the cards for you. There are many people listening to the sound of my voice who've you can't get pregnant or you can and you have miscarriages. And look, like I said, we've had one in our own lives. I, I know it's awful. There's also basic health behind this. There are a lot of people who do drugs, abuse their bodies while they're pregnant. Oftentimes the baby dies. Sometimes the mom dies too. But they take all those statistics and they lump them in and act like Alabama's a place where you're going to die if you try to have a baby State that
6: has the highest rates of pregnancy criminalization. It also doesn't require sex ed. And as you've already highlighted, total abortion ban. So already a very dangerous place to want to grow a family. However,
4: now, before I let her continue, we'll pause right there. Notice to what notice what she's doing. Now, keep in mind, this is a woman who loves abortion loves it. She is an abortion advocate. She's an advocate for it. She's not one of these people who's kind of okay with it. Maybe that's you, or she just doesn't care that much. It's not one of her hot button issues. Maybe that's you. She is so passionate about abortion. She is a public and vocal proponent of it. She loves killing unborn babies. She loves it. And yet, you notice what she just said right there? It's a dangerous place to try to start a family. Start a family? The communist lies as easy as he breathes. She knows that she can't get out there and be honest about her baby murdering proclivities. She knows that would sound bad. She knows she doesn't want to go on camera and say, gosh... Oh, why can't we just kill a bunch of babies, especially the black ones? Remember, Planned Parenthood was founded by Margaret Sanger, who founded it in part because it would wipe out black people in America. That's not my words. That's Margaret Sanger's words. Abortion, what it's done to the black community in this country is, well, it's the largest genocide, I believe, in human history. It's right up there with Mao, so That's what it's That's what's happened. Anyway... So it's a hard place to start a family. You know, she's just pro-family. She loves families, of course. Of course. Anyway, she can. There are who
6: want to and should be able to. They should not have to be told to move or go somewhere else to start a family. Um, that's just not very American, if you ask me. And those who do not have the money to do so cannot do that. And so they're already pursuing growing their family and may need to, as you said, use fertility treatments because they have delayed childbearing. Which is part of this whole this whole package of, of you know wanting to take these things away from, as you highlighted, the evangelical side. It's the idea of getting women back into the home, you know this this idea of a nuclear
4: family. And she found her enemy, didn't she? Took her about forty five seconds to get there, but the abortion lover found her enemy, the nuclear family, in the evangelical community. I will once again compliment the communist, as I often do on this show. At least the communist is totally, totally clear eyed about who his enemy is. It is the right that fails to understand this time and time again. That's what drives me nuts. Jesse, this guy said, getting back some listeners is what he said. Maybe by telling people that you're willing to change your mind when you hear a good idea, they'll return to listening to your show because I'm sure you probably lost some when you advocated taking some money away from those who are living on fixed income, like those living on Social Security. Thanks for your show, says I can say his name. His, his name is Emery, and you should know Emery was not being mean. He was, he, was, he's, he was being nice. He was a fan of the show. He was worried that we lost some listeners when we were talking about the debt and the deficit and how everything in the government needs to be cut. And so I thought this would actually be a good opportunity to explain something. It's not that we don't want a lot of listeners here on the show. Me, Chris, and Michael, we, of course, want as many people to listen as possible. We're human. We want success. We want the show to be the biggest in the country and whatnot. We're ambitious people. We want to be number one. I have never and will never made that part of my goal or how I do a show, as you can probably tell. I don't do a show trying to not offend as many people as possible. Or trying to make sure I bring as many people back in the fold as possible. In fact, I actually try from time to time to run people out. Now that sounds that sounds odd, right? For someone who makes a living doing what I do. Why would I try to run people out of the show? I will explain for a moment. It's actually not as harsh as it sounds. I will explain in a moment. Before I do that, here's what you need to do You need a new mattress. Now, maybe you're in a position right now, a financial position where that's impossible. And I understand that mattresses are not cheap. I would recommend, though, before you write it off, go look at the New Year's sale on mattresses at MyPillow because they're having this big New Year's sale. And probably more importantly than anything else, they're giving free shipping. Shipping on an item that size costs a lot. And maybe you looked and maybe you still don't like them or still can't afford them, I should say. Everyone likes them. Take a look at the mattress toppers. You might not be able to afford a mattress right now, but that mattress topper you throw on there, that'll give you years longer on your mattress, and you'll sleep even better. They're freaking glorious. It's like like my bed holds me when I lay down. It's unbelievable. When you combine that with the flannel sheets, oh my gosh, mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square and use the promo code JESSE. Or give them a call, 800-845-0544. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's talk about this FBI whistleblower thing really quickly because there's a story out there today, but there's a story behind the story. Now, the story is, and this has been building for a couple days, that the FBI had an informant, has an informant. Who is this informant? Well, he's a guy who brought damaging information about the biden's he brought forward this information now we find out he's been indicted for lying to the fbi now what's really going on here here's cnn i'll correct the record here in a moment here's what they're saying it
5: seems to me like what he was hinting at was uh placing the blame on the fbi saying you know they told us that this was a very credible informant and would be a very credible witness they told us to trust him and we trusted him and that is why we came down so hard on these charges so it seems to me and he was doing quite a job of spinning there uh, but it was a miraculous effort at spinning but it seems to me what they're going to go at is the uh, political
4: Let's let's stop there. What's she talking about? Here's what happened. The FBI informant, the information he gave was given to the Republicans in the House and Senate. Hey, I've got damaging information on the Bidens. The FBI told the Republicans in the House and Senate before they heard from this guy that he was very credible. Republicans never knew who this guy was. They were never given his name. They were simply told This is a credible informant name has been protected. Now they're bringing charges against this guy for lying. So what's actually going on? Well, here's something you need to understand right off the bat. Law enforcement agencies. We'll we'll make it about the FBI for now. The FBI, they almost never charge informants for giving them bad information. Why is that? Even when they know they get bad information, their guy comes to them and says, hey, Jewish producer Chris, I saw him spending money. And the FBI rolls their eyes and says, oh gosh, we know that would never happen. Not credible. But they don't charge him for lying to them. Why don't they do that? They don't do that because they understand if they charge him for lying to them, then all the other informants they have will be less likely to come forward with information. That's why you don't ever see informants getting charged for giving false information. When they get false information, they kind of shrug their shoulders and roll their eyes and ignore it. But what they don't do is go after the guy and charge him with crimes. So what's actually happening here? You already know what's happening here before I even say it. You don't need me to explain this stuff to you. This guy brought information that makes the Bidens look bad. Right now, the Bidens are looking worse and worse and worse. The more we find out about the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, James Biden stuff, that special counsel report made Joe Biden look bad. And the House impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden is moving forward. No, I'm not saying they're going to impeach him. I actually don't think they'll be able to. But the impeachment inquiry is moving forward. And what happened? Well, when you have a Department of Justice that's no longer a Department of Justice, but is instead an arm of the Democrat Party, the enforcement arm of Democrats, then what happens is the DOJ can attack your opponents. The DOJ and FBI are going after this guy for one reason and one reason only, to run cover for the Biden family. They're going to take this guy and they're going to throw him in a dark hole for the rest of his life while other informants who gave false information are let off the hook. And the reason they're doing that is to protect the biden's this is how evil it gets at the highest levels so knowing all that listen again to this gloria borger on cnn try to lie her way through remember this is supposed to be the legal expert lying her way through what's actually it happening
5: Seems to me like what he was hinting at was uh, placing the blame on the fbi saying you know they told us that this was a very credible informant and would be a very credible witness they told us to trust him and we trusted him and that is why we came down so hard on these charges so it seems to me and he was doing quite a job of spinning there uh, but it was a miraculous effort at spinning but it seems to me what they're going to go at is the uh, politicized Justice Department and say, did they feed us someone who was giving, them false inf- giving us false information, and did they know it? And, you know, you could hear a little bit of that uh, in what Jim Jordan was saying to Manu, just kind of placing the blame on the FBI and not on the committee for pursuing something that, that was not true.
4: There it is. And of course, that's what the FBI did. FBI, DOJ served up a bunk witness. Now they're charging him right at the time when things are looking bad for Joe Biden. I know we've all gotten used to this banana republic insanity, but I just want to remind everyone that the Department of Justice is supposed to operate completely non-politically. It's supposed to operate outside of the authority of the president, although the president appoints the AG. The DOJ is just supposed to follow the law and, and attack criminals. Having a DOJ work exclusively on behalf of the regime is really bad. All right. I am going to finally get to this COVID cancer stuff and Katie Porker and more next. Jesse Kelly. Back soon.
3: I'm Saleha Mohsen, and I've covered economic policy for years
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday, reminding you to get your ass, Dr. Jesse questions in right now. Email those into jesse at com. Now, we haven't spent a bunch of time on this, and we won't. But California is having a primary right now for the U.S. Senate. And it's just it's just a complete and utter disaster. First, it looks right now like Adam Schiff is going to win it, at least according to the poll numbers, if you believe those. And remember we were talking a lot yesterday about how the communists, like your liberal Aunt Peggy, how she lives in a world of make-believe, but how the communists at the top, they create that world on purpose. They know they're lying, but they understand to keep liberal Aunt Peggy voting for them without end, they have to keep lying and keep creating a world of make-believe. They understand that world of make-believe is the pathway to power. You want a great example of this? Adam Schiff is a loser dork congressman from California who spent the last four, five, six years lying about everything related to Trump. Trump Russia, Trump this, Trump that. And all his lies he's told on camera, or I should say most of them, have now been completely refuted. Even liberal media outlets, many of them have had to admit, okay, a lot of this was wrong. So Adam Schiff, you lied about all that stuff forever. Hey, do you regret it? Do you have
2: any regrets on on how you handle the Russia issue? Obviously, the former president was never criminally implicated for anything involving Russia.
1: Uh, No, not at all. Uh, I think the investigation of his misconduct was very important. Uh, It ultimately led to his impeachment, which I was proud to lead. Uh, And it led to the first bipartisan vote to remove a president in U.S. history. Uh, I was also proud to serve on the January 6th committee, and I would do all of that again, and I would do
4: it the same way. And why wouldn't he? He's about to go because of those lies, outright lies, which he knows are lies. Even Anderson dork Cooper had to ask him. So, I mean, he was kind of exonerated. Do you have any any regrets? Why would he have regrets? He's about to go from being a dork congressman to a United States senator from the most powerful state in America. Just by his fundraising capability alone as a United States Senator, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that you will see President or Vice President Adam Schiff one day because of the world of make-believe that he creates intentionally. And then liberal Aunt Peggy believes it. So that's how it's going in the California Senate primary. They're all trying to out each other now. Barbara Lee's in that same primary. Here's how it's going for her.
5: This is your district, Ms. Lee, a city where our fellow journalists can't go out to work without an armed security guard to cover any story. Do you bear some responsibility Public
0: safety uh, is real in my district, throughout the state of California, and throughout the country. But we have to deal with the underlying causes of some of these crimes. And that is, we have to get the guns off the streets of Oakland and of every community. We have to pass the assault weapon ban, get these AK 47s off the street, and the ghost guns off the street. I intend to fight for that in the United States Senate.
4: Jesse, that's crazy. The guns aren't the problem, but it's the criminals that are turning them loose, and Oakland already has gun Stop, stop, stop. She knows. She understands perfectly well that everything she just said there is a lie. She's creating the world of make-believe that liberal Aunt Peggy resides in. Have you ever seen a... Video games these kids play today, uh, R- Roblox or uh, Minecraft. You ever seen my? Mi- you ever seen a Minecraft video game? I know you probably have seen one. I know I probably just floored some of the older folks. You should know I only saw my first one about the last year. But it, what it is, and I'm sure these are very common, is it's this video game world. That a bunch of people can drop into and you can just go build a house or build a mine. It's not real, of course. It's on your computer or television or whatever it is. It's not real, but it's a world of make-believe that someone else built. That's what the street or that's what the elite communists do for your liberal Aunt Peggy. She actually exists in Minecraft more than she exists in the world you exist in. Now I said all that. To focus in on yet another person who's losing in the Senate primary in California, she's known as Katie Porter. You can't
5: make a, a toaster and put it in the marketplace and have it explode, but you can make an AI product, and people have, that put it into the marketplace that reinforces racial discrimination, and that is unfair, you, and that hurts competition. The time is up.
4: Of course, she knows that's a lie as well. Katie Porker understands that it's all communists creating AI as we've talked about many times on the show. She wants more communism in AI, but she understands that's, that's, not, that's not how you sell it to liberal Aunt Peggy. You don't go to liberal Aunt Peggy in between her doses of antidepressants and tell her that you want more communism in AI because that might turn liberal Aunt Peggy off. Aunt, liberal Aunt Peggy probably doesn't even know she's a communist. You go to liberal Aunt Peggy and you tell her, hey, these white supremacists are trying to take over AI. Help me stop them. And liberal Aunt Peggy says, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Stop them. A world of make-believe. Completely invented. Like Minecraft. I li- I nailed that Minecraft reference. Chris. What, Chris? Michael, thank you, Michael, for being more supportive than Chris is. I nailed that reference, Chris. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. Study finds up to 134,395 cancer cases went undetected during COVID restrictions. I, I decided I'm not going to spend any time on this because it's going to make my blood pressure go through the roof. I remember yelling and screaming about this during the early stages of lockdowns, the initial stages. You started shutting down doctor's appointments for people. Because of a virus, almost everyone survives. You, start, you started shutting down cancer checkups for people. How many people went on to die from cancer that would have been detected if we hadn't shut that stuff down? I still, look, I'm aghast about many things. Republicans, Democrats, federal, state, local. Dur- I'm talking about during COVID. I'm aghast at many, many things that happened. The medical community in this country mortified me. I'm actually, in a way, I'm grateful for it because it was eye-opening to me. I remember doctor, nurse friends of mine talking to me about how they'd hear doctors and nurses joking with each other about unvaccinated people dying. I remember people being kept from visiting their dying parents. We kept people from getting cancer screenings. For a virus that almost everyone survived. How evil. How absolutely evil and wrong. And this is why I've spoken out so loudly. You you probably didn't hear me do much of this because I didn't do much of it before COVID against the pharmaceutical industry. And I understand there are many pharmaceuticals that prolong life and save life and improve life. Maybe you're on one now, but this is why I go somewhere totally different. I focus on natural first. I always have always. That's why. Look, I tell you about relief factor for that reason. Aches and pains. I used to grab ibuprofen every time. Now, I never grab it. I don't remember the last time I touched an ibuprofen bottle. I keep aches and pains away by using relief factor because it's drug free. It's all natural. It's drug free. I take it every day and my aches and pains. I won't say they're completely gone, They're a tiny fraction of what they were. It is life-changing, and you don't need to take my word for it, by the way. Go get a three-week quick start kit, and you'll see what I mean. 1-800-4-RELIEF or relieffactor.com. Drug-free. Drug-free. That's how we must be. Gosh, that was awesome. That rhymed, too. What, Chris? Jesse, I occasionally drive for Uber Eats as a side gig. Oh, he's talking about tipping. Remember we were talking about tipping? Uber pays out about two fifty dollars to $3 per trip. How it works is when you get an order, it shows estimated tip with earnings. When the number is two fifty dollars to $3, I know the person is not tipping. That literally, he said that to mess with me, that literally may not pay for the gas it costs me to complete the order. I won't spit in their food because I won't accept the order. Tip your driver on the front end. Uber doesn't pay them the gas it costs to bring you your food, let alone their time. It's a pretty valuable perspective, is it not? Remember, look, I'm just bringing you perspective. This is why I love your emails. It's not just for the Ask Dr. Jesse questions, which are, of course is for tomorrow. Love, hate, death threats, your perspective on life. I'm not all seeing. Nobody is. Although I am an oracle, Chris. <laughs> Shut up. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. All right, it's time to get rid of these child labor laws. We have a great example of that, and then we'll get headlines I didn't get to, and then we'll check out of here. Hang on. Get the cure for rhinos. Ah! Weekdays with The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment of The Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. And then, I mean, Fridays count as the weekend around here. It counts as the weekend. In fact, we're so close to the weekend, you know what I need? I have needs. You know what I need? Frito Bandito.
5: Ay, 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 ay. I am the Frito Bandito. Hey, I like Frito's corn chips. I love them. I do.
2: I want Frito's corn chips. I'll get them from you. I,
1: ay, ay,
5: ay, 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 Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Frito's corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Munch,
4: munch, munch, bunch of oh, What a beautiful classic jam. Speaking of which, Agent Three Will you continue to eat Mex or half beep Mexican restaurants? Do you do you do Mexican food trucks? Listen. Oh, he was talking about food poisoning. I did not get food poisoning. Well, I guess it was a Mexican restaurant. And it wasn't I don't know. Look, it's a good Mexican restaurant. They had an off night. Alright, the shrimp wasn't the shrimp shrimp wasn't on the up and up. Uh, do I do Mexican food trucks? I live and die for Mexican food trucks. If I walk into uh, ga- the, some of the best Mexican food restaurants in Texas are in gas stations and people who aren't white trash like me, they roll their eyes at that. They don't understand. I'm hundred percent serious. A little gas station that has a little Mexican restaurant in the back is very common here with a bunch of little old Mexican ladies working it. They're, they're going to give you the best Mexican food you've ever had in your life. I require two things from my Mexican food truck or Mexican gas station. I require old Mexican women working there and Mexican construction workers standing in line. Because Mexican st- construction workers, they understand what good Mexican food tastes like because they're all married to Mexican women. So they get good homemade Mexican food at home. If you have a line, if you walk in a gas station in the morning around here for Mexican tacos or for, for breakfast tacos. And there's a line of 10 Mexican construction workers gearing up to go drywall and paint, do all kinds of things. They're standing in line. You're about to eat very good Mexican food. Are you going to get food poisoning? Maybe. Guess what? That's the cost of admission, right? Every now and then, you're going to miss one, right? They're, the food and safety standards are not always what you would be. Yeah, that's right, Chris. the, the, the One of the best ones is in this tiny town in my area called Alvin, Texas. Small little town, Alvin, Texas. I I used to sell RVs down in Alvin, Texas. And there's a little Mexican restaurant down there. And you show up. If you show up at mealtime, you'll probably have to wait for a table. It is so run down, the Mexican restaurant is attached attached to not only a laundromat, a mobile home, a mobile home where someone lives. It is attached to it. The parking lot of the Mexican restaurant is so small, everybody just parks behind the guy in front of them. And then when you're ready to leave, if someone's behind you, you just come in and say, hey, uh, whoever's driving the red Impala, I got to go. And no one minds. Everyone just gets the deal. Oh, okay, oh, hold on. And you get up and you, they back out and you back out and you're good to go. Rundown Mexican places are the best. Now, that brings me to this. Before I get to headlines, I didn't get to Slaughterhouses used kids to clean dangerous gear in Virginia and Iowa. This is from the Department of Labor. They found out that kids were cleaning out dangerous gear. Apparently, some 14 year old got his arm hurt really badly. This is another issue where I differ radically from everyone else. No, I don't want anybody hurt, and certainly not any children, but why can't kids work in a slaughterhouse? Why can't kids work construction? Why can't why can't 14 year olds sweep the floors in a, in a lumber mill or carry lumber around It's crazy to me that we act like our kids are somehow incapable of work my my boys have to work all the time all the time and if, even though they can't get official jobs yet they if they're not doing school work or practice yeah we let them have, have fun don't get me wrong we have tons of fun but yeah you got chores to do you got crap to do. Go out back. You got work to do. Hey, meet me in the garage. We got work to do. We got to go up in the attic this weekend, me and the boys. Get your stuff. Get your boots on. We're going up into the attic. They act like kids are totally helpful these days. Not only can they work, they want to work. Children want to work. You know what I want? I want you to give $28 to Preborn. That's what I want. It's not going to me. And really, it's not going to pre-born. It's saving babies. There are a lot of ways we are winning the abortion fight in this country, and there are ways we are losing. Sheer numbers-wise, did you know we're not winning that much after Roe v.ersus Wade got overturned? Why? Because of this abortion pill. This abortion pill, it's one of these things, these girls, uh, half the abortions in this country now take place in the home. You get a telehealth meeting if you're a woman, Meet some doctor even out of state. He says, "Oh yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely, murder that baby." Sends you a couple pills. Soon, your young mom. Uh, I don't even. You know what? I don't even want to go into the details. It's it's really bad. These young women need to hear and see the truth. That's what your twenty-eight dollars buys. The truth. It buys that woman an ultrasound, so she can see that baby and hear that heartbeat before she makes that choice. When she hears that heartbeat, it's game over. Dial pound two five zero and say Jesse Kelly, go save a life tonight. That young lady sitting at home agonizing about the decision she's about to make, she needs you. Pound two five zero, say baby. Pound two five zero baby or preborn.com slash Jesse. Sponsored by Preborn. And now Here's a headline. By, go, you know the you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Trump doubles down on comparing legal troubles to persecution of Russian dissident Alexei Navalny. I don't know why people are comparing this Alexei guy who got killed in custody in Russia anything happening here in America. It's not like people would be taken into custody here in America and and then die of strange circumstances and then the government would lie about it. (coughs) Not like that would ever happen here. Secret to healthier potato chips and French fries is revealed through a breakthrough study. Don't care. Labor strikes in 2023 are the highest since 2000. This goes back to what we were talking about, about how everyone's being squeezed and feeling squeezed, and the pie is getting tighter and tighter. U.S. promises new sanctions on Iran for its support of Russia's war in Ukraine and a potential missile sale. Yes, those sanctions we've levied against Iran have certainly done a whole lot of work so far. New Hampshire bans, quote, normal and elderly On state websites, golly, it's wild how fast things are going nuts. Another U.K. ship on fire near Yemen as the sea becomes littered with disabled tankers. On one hand, the loss of life and money and terror attacks and potential World War III, that's really sad. On the other hand, it's kind of cool to picture an ocean with a bunch of gutted out disabled ships, and I want to go explore them. What, Chris? That's a good idea. Judge overseeing Trump's Georgia case Donated to Fannie Willis's campaign prior to the appointment. Starting to understand more and more what exactly the system looks like. Now, if you'd like to know more, it's time for you to email in a question. Whatever, I don't care. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Does not have to be political, but all day tomorrow we're going to do you and your questions. You ready for that? Good. That's all
3: And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. Every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin.
2: And I'm David Gura. Listen to the big take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States.